Hello from the members of Royce City Methodist Church. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you're blessed by this message today. You're invited to join us for worship anytime. You can learn more about our worship options, locations, and how to get plugged into the life of our church by visiting our website, RoyceCityMethodist.life. Today, we hear from our senior pastor, Reverend Chris Everson. May God bless you as you listen to His Word proclaimed. Christ is risen. Christ is risen. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Almighty God, who through your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, overcame death and opened to us the gate of everlasting life, grant that we who celebrate with joy the day of the Lord's resurrection may be by your life-giving Spirit, be delivered from sin and raised from death, Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. And Lord, we pray that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart here be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Amen. Tell you, it has been a week. We have had massive celebrations massive remembrances as we first on Thursday gathered together to remember the Last Supper. I remember the foot washing. Uh, It's been a while since I've actually washed people's feet in a worship service, and I tell you, every single time I do it, it reminds me of how humbling it is as your pastor to have the opportunity to do that. I know it's going to be a weird statement to say, but I'll go ahead and say it anyway. I wish I could wash all of your feet on a Thursday, but then that would make the service go a whole lot longer than, than it did. But it's a reminder that Jesus gave us, that, that we are, are set to serve, that, that we are set to be people who are, our minds, our hearts are set not only on resurrection that we celebrate today but our hearts and minds are set on service and then friday as we had a cross laid out here and and to see those here at the service nail their names to the cross it was a powerful reminder that that jesus died on that cross for each and every one of us and that our sins are left there they're not something that we, we pick up and we take to, to go and do whatever we want with. No, we leave our, our sin there, and we live our life anew, which is what we celebrate today. We began the celebration at the beginning of the service as we heard the beginning of John chapter 20 read. During uh, the course of three years, there's a cycle called the lectionary, and I love that this year the lectionary landed on this particular passage and not one of the other Gospels, because this one gives us a, a more complete picture, I think, of the freedom that we have in Christ and the freedom that we have in his resurrection. So we're going to pick up the story from where we left off, from John chapter 20, verse 11 through 18. If you have your Bibles, I invite you to follow along, or you can follow along with the words that we have on the screen. Hear the word of the Lord. 
Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. And as she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white, seated where Jesus' body has been, one at the head and one at the foot. And they asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. And she did not realize that it was Jesus. And he asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. And she turned towards him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Mary is our star witness today. And I love that she is a star witness because she has had the opportunity to see the fullness of God throughout her life. If you remember church uh, history and, and church uh, lore says that Mary was the one that Jesus healed of the demons inside of her. And, and after that, Mary was the one who was beside Jesus throughout his ministry helping here and there, making sure that the mission and the work of Jesus was to, to move forward. Mary was also one of those women who was at the base of the cross when Jesus was crucified. And, and, when, she, and when he was crucified, she, she stayed right there by his side with, with those around him. So, so it's fitting that Mary in our gospel would be the first one to go back to the tomb to take care of, of Jesus who took care of her. And, and as she saw that the, the, the stone was rolled away, she immediately went to the disciples and she, she told them what she saw. And, and Peter and John both ran to the tomb to, to peek their head in and to finally go inside and see that the tomb was empty. I think the scriptures gives us a, a very interesting point when they come to this point. They say that Peter and John believed that Jesus was no longer there, but they didn't quite understand what had happened. They, they, they didn't remember the, the scripture that, that Jesus reminded them or the words that Jesus reminded them saying that he would rise again. You know, I think sometimes Easter can be like that for us. I think, I think we come to, to worship on Easter Sunday because we know that the tomb is empty, but inside of our hearts, do we fully understand and realize that Jesus has risen from the dead? I think it's easy for us to come to celebrate Easter, and, and we have our focus on 
the empty tomb, which we should because we know Christ has risen from that empty tomb. But if we keep our eyes locked onto the tomb, guess what we miss? We miss the resurrection. We we take a look at the tomb and, and we see that it's empty and we wonder exactly what is going on. It has a tendency to lead us to even more emptiness. We recognize, and we we know the stories about how Jesus said that he would raise again, and, and we read those every single year. But if the tomb is the only thing we see, then we miss out on the invitation that Jesus gives to each and every one of us to follow him. Because honestly, there's one thing to believe that the tomb is empty. Peter and James saw the tomb was empty, and they went home because maybe they were trying to figure out what it was they needed to do next. But it takes another belief to believe that Jesus has fully risen from the dead. That is what Mary experiences in this moment. Mary sees that the tomb is empty and she goes back to the tomb because I think she wants to know and be where Jesus was last. She, she knew that Jesus was laid there and, and, and she knew that if she was there, maybe whoever took his body would come back and, and bring him and place him back there or he might be able to see where they went. But that's not what happened. When she was at the tomb, she met the risen Savior. Something new, something different, something that was out of her original mindset. She said, this is now where we will move forward. So my question for you this Easter Sunday is, is our faith built on an empty tomb Or is it built on a risen Lord? Is our faith just where we we look back and and we see how things were at one time and, and we want to hold on to that? Or do we look forward to what the risen Savior has done and how the risen Savior has set each and every one of us free? There's a conference I like to go to in uh, Wichita where I, I grew up in Wichita, Kansas. And I uh, went to college at a school there called Fringe University. And each year, whenever I have a tendency to go back to this college, I, I love to roam around the campus. I go to the, uh, the resident hall where I stayed one year or over to Casado Campus Center where me and a bunch of friends would play basketball or we would go to concerts or we would eat and all of those type of things. We would do that there. But, but the place that I absolutely love to go to is the uh, Fine Arts Building because I was a music nerd and so that's where I spent most of my time when I was in college w- was there. And I would walk around and you know sit in the practice room and piddly around the piano a little bit and go into the rehearsal hall where my choir practice and where the band practice and where I did so horribly in a lot of my music theory classes. 
and then I would go to the auditorium and, and open up the door and look where uh, we performed many times and just walk around the hallways. And while there are a lot of things that have changed there at that school, I, you know, those memories still, still linger on. And I remember I, I worked also as the assistant to one of the fine arts secretary to, to make a little money while you're in college. And, and I went to the office and of course she's retired and she's gone. And, there was somebody else standing there just looking at me like, what in the world are you doing here? You're not a student. But I heard a voice, and, and I was so excited to hear his voice. I hadn't heard his voice in about 25 years. And, and, and Dr. Taylor, who was my, my band instructor, and he did all of my band and music uh, classes for uh, instrumental classes and all that type of thing, he comes into the office, and I look at him and say, Dr. Taylor, it is so good to see you. And he gave me a look like, who in the world are you? And it broke my heart. It, it really hurt that he didn't realize who I was. Now granted, it was, it's been about 25 years. I've, I've changed a little bit. You know, I have a whole lot he less hair than I did whenever I was in college. And I know that I've rounded out a little bit more than I was in college, so it, it it surprised me, but yet ago, it shouldn't have surprised me that he has no idea who I was because I no longer live there. I no longer was every day a part of the routine and, and bustle that was happening around the Fine Arts Center, even though it felt like to me I was just there a couple of weeks ago doing the classes, taking the concerts, and and, and being a part of the activity there. In this brief moment at the empty tomb, that's what Mary was experiencing. She was expecting to see the Jesus who did a lot for her, that, that taught her, that, that healed her, that, that encouraged her, that, that helped her grow, but Jesus was different. And Jesus' answer was hers, don't, don't, don't hold on to me. It wasn't like, wasn't saying don't grab me, but said, no, don't live in this moment. Because this moment will pass. But what will happen is that I will go with you from this moment on. I will be with you as you continue to, to move through this life, and I will never leave you. My friends, Jesus has that same word for us here on this Easter Sunday. Jesus doesn't call us to stay right here and live where we are. Jesus says, move forward in faith, knowing that I will continue to be with you. Jesus' words to Mary to share with the disciples were say, Go and tell my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. In other words, what Jesus is saying here is that I will be with you, I will be with the disciples, and I will be with my followers from this time until forever. And I will never leave you. Mary, Mary has a choice that she has to make at this moment. Is she going to live 
with the empty tomb or is she going to live an interactive life with Jesus? Theologian Dallas Willard, he puts it this way. He says, the interaction between us and the God who is present with us always is what the resurrection is really about. The meaning of the resurrection isn't just that Jesus won, it's that he is with us now. I don't know about you, friends, but that is great news. That is amazing news. That, that, that Jesus just hasn't won the battle over death. But Jesus is with us right here and right now. When we leave this sanctuary, Jesus will continue to be with us right where we are. All we have to do is live in that interactive life with him, asking him how we move forward, asking him how do we take our next steps in and through him. I have a professor named Jan Johnson. And whenever she teaches me, and I've had several different lectures, and I'll be going back to having more lectures from her, she says these words, in the name of Jesus, and the power of Jesus, and in the love of Jesus. I tell you, friends, there's no place I'd rather be held in the power of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, and in the love of of Jesus, inviting me to join him in the work that he has called me to do. My hope and prayer is that as we continue to celebrate resurrection, we just don't look at the empty tomb, but we look for the risen Savior in our lives, and we proclaim it to those around us so that they may see Christ in us, knowing that God not only has called us to an interactive relationship with him, but God has called each and every person that we come in contact with to live in that life. Our invitation for today is that as we stand at the empty tomb, we don't get lost looking inside a place where Jesus is no longer. But we listen for his voice. And we hear him call us his beloved children. Let us pray. Oh God, you have given us your love and your grace. And in the name of Jesus, and in the power of Jesus, and in the love of Jesus, you strengthen us to be your disciples. You strengthen us to live fully inside of that resurrected hope. A hope that tells us that we no longer have to look at the empty tomb, because we can look upon Jesus and the life that he gives to us. So help us to fully live within your transformation power 
so that anything we ask and hope in your name and in your purpose and your power, you strengthen us to do. So, Lord, we lift this prayer up to you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.